Yes, it's the achievement syndrome, isn't it? I think, you know, it becomes an addictive, you know, thing that flows through our veins. It's a God-given drive, but we can end up making it a, a, a me-focused activity uh, if yes. we're not careful. And and I think we can end up striving. And when we end up striving, we're, we almost end up trying to force God's hand rather than just simply release what it is that God has given to us. And so then I think as leaders, it's about creating um, a rhythm of rest and stress. That is Gareth Morgan. He has over 18 years experience in the third sector, developing successful social enterprise business and founding Everyday Champion, which is a strong multi-site church across the UK. Alongside his wife, Danae, they have developed an overarching structure that seeks to identify, develop, and release leaders, enabling them to bring transformational change in the communities where they live and work. He currently working in professional football business and the third sector to develop high-performing cultures that unlock the potential of its greatest assets, people. He believes that the investment in people will reveal the true value and performance of a team or a company. Now, in this episode that we discuss about, the only thing for sure is change. The size of the change that God wants to bring through you is equal to the size of the change that He needs to do in you first. We also talk about achievement syndrome. Do you want to know what it is? And do you have it? Well, you need to listen to the episode to find out. Now, let's check with Garrett. Welcome to the Christian CEO Podcast. I'm Katie Bother, and I have built an impactful location independent business since 2008 with plenty of rejections, English as my third language, and lots of God's grace. Each week, we will be sharing relevant and direct advice or inspiring interviews with one intention. It's your time to go pro with your marketplace calling. Now, let's get to it. Hello, Garrett. Hey, Kelly. Welcome to the show. Hey, good to be with you. Yeah, it's also awesome. Uh, Garrett, you are in UK, right? Yes, I'm here in Greenwich, London. Okay. Just listen to that lovely London accent, people. (laughs) 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 Anyhow, um, in the introduction, I already shared with the audience and listeners uh, your impressive bio. And today we're going to dive straight in. We're going to talk about uh, a word probably sometimes it's scary and sometimes it's reassuring because Mm. that's the only thing actually guaranteed will happen nowadays. And that is a word, change, right? Oh, you've said it. You've said the word. <laughs> no. <laughs> so, um, as the leaders, I mean, we have uh, my listeners and then the viewers, you know, they are the Christian leaders. Mm. Uh, they are leading at home, they are leading at work, or they are leading in their business, right? And um, that's a talk about change. 
uh, in a way of, you know, my re- recently, uh, my leadership mentor, John C. Maxwell, um, that have this new book called Leader Shift. And uh, he talked about this, talk about like, in all days, we have a last year, we say, if we want to do a long-term plan goal, so we can plan five to 10 years. And short term is like a three to five. And then the extremely short term is like one year. But I think uh, as your expertise and your experience, you see that nowadays in the marketplace, I think five years to 10 years is like, you become a dinosaur. <laughs> yes, absolutely. The pace right. has changed. Yeah, yeah. It's like the speed uh, mm. uh, so fast and competition, everything. So... Gareth, maybe can you share with us though? We all know, right? Kind of we all know that in our mind, in order to continue our personal growth, and ultimately that's the foundation of our business growth anyway. Yes. We all need to be able to change and be, you know, adaptable. But tell us about what do you see that maybe three to five things, mistakes or so, that leaders nowadays we make. We thought we are good to go, but we are not. Yeah. No, it's a great question. And, and you're right, the pace has changed. The pace and the speed of change, I, I believe. And again, I only have my experience and my history, which I turned 40 last year, so I have some. Um, <laughs> and I, I've still got lots ahead of me and same for you. But in terms of, the speed of change, I think we have to tie everything as business people, as Christians, into the meta-narrative of what is going on. In other words, the big story behind my story and your story, because Mm -hmm. ultimately that is history. It's his story. It's the story. It's the kingdom story. And of course, we're talking to people who uh, have an understanding that the backdrop to our lives, the backdrop to our businesses is his kingdom. And we have to have a fresh revelation and understanding of what his kingdom is. And the kingdom of God is about heaven impacting earth, which is about change. It's about the solution of heaven touching the problem on earth. Yes. So the big story here is that everything is working towards a climax. We know that. And I know different believers have different theologies in terms of kind of what the, the last phase looks like. But either mm-hmm. which way, I think we're all agreed that is a climax. Exactly. And, and, and so in one sense, the big story is, is that everything is gathering pace. So uh, that's the context in which we work. And our faith then informs our context within business. I believe, and I, I know you believe the same, that our spirituality and our faith in Jesus Christ gives us the uh, unfair advantage <laughs> in the sense that we have an insight into what's going to happen. And so the rate of change is, is, is increasing. Why? Because we're moving towards that climax. And I think the number one mistake that we make with in uh, Christianity and business is we can sometimes just lose touch with the big story. And, mm-hmm. and the big story here is that, again, Matthew 6, 33, seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all the other things will be added, will be given to you in that all is 
all. Oh, it's everything. All. Everything. <laughs> all, it's an all-inclusive promise. He, I'm, I, that's the amazing thing about uh, being a Christian, being in his kingdom. Uh, it's not necessarily easy, but it is simple. Yes. And it's so important that um, we don't overcomplicate leadership and overcomplicate leadership within the business sphere. And so remembering, uh, okay, let me go in every decision that I make, let me go to the big story, let me go to the widest vista, and then hone down to the context in which I'm currently operating. And so I believe when we pray that prayer, when we listen to that verse, seek first his kingdom, we can contextualize that within any sphere that we're operating, let's say we're operating within, I don't know, the IT industry, um, and we've got an IT business, Right now, God, what is your kingdom trying to bring in terms of solution to problems within this sphere? And, and I want to align, which I know you talk about a lot, um, who I am as a kingdom ambassador within this sphere so that I align uh, who I am to what I do and what I bring. So I think the, the number one mistake that we all get caught up in is we get caught up in the, the, the marketplace that we're operating in. And if not, we're not careful, we'll become the tail and not the head. And mm. we don't, we're not the leaders in that. Uh, we end up just trying to almost keep up with everybody else. Um, so that, I think that's the number one mistake. We just lose touch with the big story. And we end up striving rather than releasing mm. the God-given strategies and potential that he's already placed inside of us. Yes, He's already, he works everything from the climax backwards. Before our lives started, he finished. In the seed is the forest. So everything is already there. And, and that kind of moves on to the next kind of mistake, I think, as leaders we can make, is then we end up striving and we end up trying to force what actually can be, is, is supposed to be an unforced environment. In other words, we can end up out of fear competition creates fear um and 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 whereas actually we're supposed to call upon god and release the strategies that he's given to us and and that's to lead from a place of rest Mm -hmm. and trust me i haven't found this easy i have found this difficult (laughs) okay you made me feel better Uh, (laughs) yes it's the achievement syndrome isn't it i think you know it becomes an addictive you know, thing that flows through our veins. It's a God-given drive, but we can end up making it a, a, a me-focused activity uh, if yes. we're not careful. And, and I think we can end up striving. And when we end up striving, we're, we almost end up trying to force God's hand rather than just simply release what it is that God has given to us. And so then I think as leaders, it's about creating um, a rhythm of rest and stress. I was reading a book recently about elite performance. I work within sport and football. Uh, that's soccer in America, if anybody. Um, from yeah, we have, both, we have both pounds. We have UK, we have US. Okay, so football in the UK, uh, soccer in America. And, and I work with uh, professional athletes in that industry. And I, I've been talking to them about the importance of the rhythm of stress and rest, that actually growth comes out of both. The problem with achievement-driven people like you and I is that we kind of know that in our heads, but internally, if we don't feel that we're putting ourselves under an element of stress, that we, we almost feel guilty 
and we almost feel like we're not doing something and therefore we're going to miss out and fear <laughs> kicks in. Does that resonate? Yes. Okay. Uh, yeah. Don't ask me again, Gareth. You oh, sorry. Confession all the way in this episode. Oh, I'm sorry. We'll make this into a <laughs> confessional. <laughs> well, well, I'm confessing with you because it's exactly, you know, what I do. I realize in my head there has to be a rhythm of rest and stress. Yes. But actually, um, I end up even on uh, in a time of rest, secretly working, and mm. and I don't create the environment for the strategies of the kingdom, the solutions to be released. And the reality is, more comes out of rest than comes out of stress. Yes. Uh, but we need stress. We need stress, and it's the, it's the rhythm of growth: stress and rest, stress and rest. Elite athletes need it, and you and I need it. Um, within the context in which we work. So I would say, you know, those are two or three kind of big mistakes that we make. We lose touch with the big story. Um, we end up uh, trying to force God's hand rather than realize it's already in us and we can just rest and release the strategies that God's given to us. Um, and we end up operating in fear rather than faith. And, you know, that's what happened in the Garden of Eden. It was the first evidence of FOMO, fear of missing out. You know, um, if, we don't eat, if we don't eat of this fruit, we're going to miss out on what Satan has said that we can have. And again, ever, ever since then, it's been, especially for achievers, I'm going to miss out. If I don't, if I don't work now, I'm going to miss out. I'm going to fall behind. And then we end up leaving God out of the equation. Okay. I mean... I heard all different kinds of teaching come out of the Garden of Eden, but this is the first time for me knowing that, my goodness, four more already from there. You know? yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. 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 And, and, and again, you have to look at what that was. It was a conversation that they engaged in that they shouldn't have had. Yes. And, and essentially inside every one of us, we're having a conversation with ourselves that we shouldn't be having, which is fear-driven, and of course, that's where prayer comes in. Prayer realigns our conversation back to God and stops us from operating in a place of fear. Your potential cannot truly be realized in a state and environment of fear. No, cannot. And I love what you say about the first uh, mistake, that when we don't look at the big picture with a kingdom perspective, um, I often say that be an entrepreneur, one of the essential skills is be able to zoom in and zoom out, mm. right? Yeah. So when we are not able to zoom out uh, in the kingdom perspective, right? And then hone yeah. in, zooming to see the, you know, forest and tree kind of thing. And that's where we start to look around other people. And then we have the imposter syndrome kicking. Mm. And then we feel like, oh my goodness, the formal thing. Okay, so uh, I don't think I'm good enough of that. And what if they figure out I am a fraud? And all those things start to come out and then link to what you say. We end up um, feel more stressed. And then we execute our things out of fear rather than faith. Yeah. And, and just go to the totally wrong cycle so so it's not yeah just like you said it's not released anymore it's just to try to strive out um so have i say i'm sure you know some of us who probably listening to this and probably think okay so 
do we have some practical thing that we can do and to help us to uh, get into the right side of the cycle? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I wrote a book called The Winning Conversation. And this really was my outworking of that solution because I realized everything starts uh, with a conversation. It's the conversation that I'm having with myself and it's the conversation that shapes my external conversations, which is shaping my world. And I realized that how the conversation that I allow to go on inside of me um, will determine whether I'm operating in faith or fear. And so learning to articulate your own winning conversation is essentially, I believe the conversation of heaven is a winning conversation. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's the utterance of heaven is a winning utterance. And it's important that we learn how to cultivate that. Because if you imagine uh, your conversation creates your internal environment. And if looking at Eden as a type of our hearts and our internal state, um, we have to cultivate the garden Mm -hmm. in order to dominate the earth uh, and to uh, follow exactly what was God's original intention. And so we have to learn how to cultivate this conversation. So it starts with who I believe I am. And I encourage, I take people through um, in my coaching framework, uh, helping people to really understand the unique conversation that, that you should be having with yourself, that God wants you to be having with him and, and you with yourself. And it starts with who you believe you are. And I believe who I am starts with the unique values that God has placed inside of you. Values are words. Words shape conversation. Yeah. And so I believe there are specific, unique words that resonate with every human being, and there are different words inside different human beings. And, and every morning, I've discerned what my 10 words are. They are my 10 I am statements. Mm-hmm. And they are part of my prayer every morning. And I, they are the point, the fixed point at which I align my conversation to that I want to drive my behavior. Because the problem is, again, as leaders, we naturally go towards what I've got to do. Yes. How, how am I going to outwork what I've got to get done the, the today? The do part. The do part, and we, we neglect the being part. Mm-hmm. And, and, it, and who I'm being is about, first of all, who I am. So understanding the, the 10 key words that, that really resonate with you. You know, when Paul talks about we have this treasure in jars of clay, um, very often we, we read that verse and that passage, and we don't actually ask, well, what is the treasure? And I believe the treasure is very unique to each person. It all, of course, reflects the majesty and, and, um, and reflects the nature of who God is. But as with a diamond, it has many facets. The diamond has many facets that none of them are the same. You and I are like the facets of a diamond through which God wants to bring his glory and, and bring his glory through what we do within business. Mm-hmm. And so uh, helping people to understand what are those 10 key words that resonate with who you are and those I am statements then uh, need to start to inform what I then can do. Because an I am drives an I can. So for instance, one of my I am statements is uh, I am innovation. And, and so for me, I look at innovation in the Bible. And this, do you know what this transforms your Bible reading? When you start to look at the Bible through the lens of your keystone values, it suddenly causes you to have an angle and a perspective 
of the scriptures that you may have looked at for many, many years, but through a unique lens. Yes. And so I am innovation. So every morning I say, I am innovation. So I can curate possibilities where there are problems. Now I can do that, not because of who I am, but because of who Christ is. Because mm-hmm. when Christ died on the cross, he took on my identity so I could take on his. Yes. And so every day my prayer is, Jesus, live through me. I don't want to just live my life for you. I want you to live through me. Mm-hmm. And so all of a sudden now, if I truly believe that Christ is living through me and I'm in the marketplace, I'm in business, and I can walk into any environment with the, the belief, I am innovation. So I don't need to look at who other people are. I can learn from other people. I can encourage. I can champion other people. But I don't need to compete. Yes. I don't need to compare. Compare. That's the thing. Yeah. Because I carry and you carry the uniqueness of God in you to bring a solution to a problem. And as soon as you start talking from a place of faith, of course, it pleases God. Mm-hmm. Without faith, we can't please God. So all of our striving in fear, doesn't matter how good that activity is, it's not pleasing God. So again, that's challenging, you know, um, but actually starting to cultivate from a place of values um, and then allowing that to drive what you believe you can do. And then when you start to cultivate that, that uh, conversation, it then unlocks the creativity that is in you to start seeing through the eyes of possibility. Because the reality is you look with your eyes, but you see with your heart. Yes. And, 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 and if we're trying to achieve kingdom objectives from a state of fear, we're just going to get frustrated because it's incompatible. So I don't know if that makes sense, but yes. you know, that's what I encourage people to do. And I take people on a journey to discovering what those values are. Yeah, that's totally makes sense. And, uh, um, you know, you guys, that when you guys listen to uh, this podcast, normally we gave uh, the kind of do part a lot, like a practical like marketing strategies or mm-hmm. tips and things like that. Um, but the thing is, though, uh, those are easy compared with what we are talking about today. Yeah. It's way tougher. And um, when God asked me that this season, that my message to, the, to mentor the Christian entrepreneurs, it, it's about identity-aligned success. Yeah. It precisely is because of this reason. Because what I figure is after 10 years plus of uh, coaching and consulting, uh, the different clients, different stages of business, but the interesting thing is they will all go through a, a process and we all talk business and then they will get stuck in a certain point, although they are in different levels, but they are the similarity where they stuck every single time is always tied tie back to identity. Yeah. Because as higher we grow and, uh, the, the, the lonelier we, 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 we will feel, right? Because you are yeah. in the higher mountain. Yeah. And then that moment, I mean, the en- enemy is more than happy to feed us, you know, the conversation just like how he, he yeah. got into the Garden of Eden. Say, yeah. 
are you sure did he say that that kind of thing yeah and uh, um so this is, this is so so important this is nothing about woohoo thing spiritual thing this is as real as actually i would say actually more real than our natural eyes the natural senses can you know uh, oh absolutely out. yeah you're, you're absolutely right kelly and i think it's remembering and reminding ourselves that we are first and foremost spiritual beings Mm -hmm. So while we work in a, and operate in a very physical space and we have a physical bias, in other words, you know, what we see, you know, we look for results in what we can see. But first and foremost, we are spiritual. And so uh, that everything starts in the unseen before it moves into the seen space. And, and, and it's the same when building the buildings. You know, here we are in London. There's lots of high-rise buildings. Canary Wharf is not, not too far from where I'm sitting right now. And in order to build those buildings, um, we see something very visible, but we don't see what is underground, which um, not only uh, allows it to be built, but sustains it. Yes. And what is built underground sustains what is above, above ground. Mm -hmm. God will not place on top of you and me what we cannot sustain and so when it comes to and we talked about change being kind of the key word for our conversation um, i believe for your listeners i believe for you that there is a change that god wants to bring through you the size of the change that he wants to bring through you though is equal to the change that he has to produce in you yes so you're absolutely right. How to's, what we need to do, practical steps, absolutely key. We have to have those things. Yeah. But they are built upon, or the, the length to which they can penetrate a market and have influence, and of course we talk about kingdom influence, yeah. is connected to the depth that we are willing to go when it comes to who we are and what truly drives us. And you only have to look at the example of Peter. How did Peter stand on the day of Pentecost and see 3,000 people saved? That external manifestation of, of, of an outward result was built upon a deep work, a painful work, I might add. Of yes. three, uh, of, oh, don't say that. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. None of us woke up this morning saying, God, bring me more pain. We, we, prob we probably prayed for more results. But the reality is... We're asking you know, for more pain. You're absolutely right. Because with pain comes change in us. And that change, though, unlocks what we want to see. I often say to people, the change we want to see is connected to the problem we don't want. Mm -hmm. Say change, again. Say again. Yeah, I will do. The change that we want to see is connected to the problem that we don't want i believe god's secret weapon is your weakness but it's the one thing especially in the business world that and in any competitive environment that nobody wants to talk about weakness everybody no. wants to project strength yes but it's your willingness to yes build strength but hold it in tension with the fact that a secret weapon is my imperfection because that's going to be the platform through which he's going to get maximize his glory. Exactly. Because we cannot break about it. 
it's, absolutely yeah because we knew that that's not that's not because our own strengths or our own own thing um it's so funny you bring this up uh, i think i got the message from facebook uh, uh, a friend not really a close one and uh, uh he messaged me say oh kelly uh been a while and then the first thing he wrote it's uh wow uh, look at you, like overnight, right? Suddenly you are speaking everywhere. And I was like, overnight? <laughs> That's about 12 years of yeah. overnight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, you know, when God say time to take the stage, only thing I do is I apply one. And then God start to open different doors mm. and and some actually is a surprise is they came to me but the only thing so far i feel yeah excited yes but i don't feel like wow glamorous or that kind of thing mm. the the only thing i really feel is responsibility yes it's yes. a responsibility so just what you say, whatever the uh, outward manifestation that yeah. what we see on the service, that that person, you know, whether you don't, you like that person or not, you got to understand that beneath, you don't know how much mm. she or he already pay for yes, it. Absolutely. Right? You're absolutely right. There is a cost to the journey. Jesus promised that there would be a cost. Uh, again, we live in, and again, we look at Paul's words in Romans 12, you know, not being conformed to the pattern of this world, but being transformed by the renewing of our minds. We have to remind ourselves that in a world of instant success, instant results, you know, don't want the process, um, just want to get to the destination. The kingdom of God is a process-driven environment. It's you look at the parables of Jesus. He always used parables connected or very often used parables connected to, um, to agriculture, uh, to seed that goes through a process of growing, yeast that works its way through the dough. There's no mm -hmm. instant in the kingdom process. You may say, but Gareth, there are instant miracles. Um, yeah, there are suddenly miracles, but I actually believe that the suddenly comes out of a relationship that has been a process. And, and so we have to engage in, in a process. And, and when we engage in that process, uh, he takes care of the results. You know, and and that's, that's the, I believe that's the tension that we have to manage in a results-driven world. We can't afford as kingdom people to, yes, we are responsible for our results, but we yeah. are not our results. And it's important exactly. that, uh, you know, uh, that we as Christians have to lead with that message because the world is suffering from the fact that I am my results, mm -hmm. my lack, my failure, my, or even flip side, my success is, yes. is, is down to who I am. No, 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 no. I, I am responsible for my results, but I am not my results. Yeah. And, so, you know what I mean? Yeah, totally. It, 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 that's interesting. That probably would be my TEDx talk topic. <laughs> okay, cool. Uh, is something related to that uh, uh, about, you know, um, we haven't nailed to the stone yet, but something around says like rejection 
is that why rejection is your ultimate shortcut to success. So okay, cool. the thing is, because when or, or or maybe embrace the no, 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 right? Yes. The thing is, if we allow what we do equal to who we are, that's where when we fail or when uh, people don't like us, that result. Yeah. And we feel so broken for it. Yeah. But that doesn't equal, but that you are not the result. That's a thing about example. What came to mind right now is, so my husband, like uh, years ago, he got laid off, right? He got laid off because of a 2008 economy, hmm. right? So, but he, as a person, is still a loving father to our kids that he want to provide for the family, a loving husband. The lay of the result, the outcome, doesn't change that he is still that loving father and husband, Absolutely. right? Yeah. So that's the example. Yeah. I want you guys to think about like a three circle. So the more, most out, our circle is the what? Yes. It's the outcome, right? Yeah. And then the one circle in is the how, right? Yeah. All the how-to strategies and stuff. Yeah. And then the most inner is the who. Yes. Right? And uh, that's, that's the identity. Yes, that's right. Absolutely. Right? right? So, so actually, we should shine. Shine from the, the most inner like circle. Yeah. Outwardly, push outwardly, not the opposite way around. Yeah. Right? Um, so, I mean, that literally, when I even share with the people, they are not Christians recently. Yeah. And they got, I mean, I did not quote Bible verses and thing, but they got the breakthrough result. That's a business from yeah. generate nothing to 16,000 pounds in three weeks. Wow. Because wow. They, they realize who they are. Yeah. And then they saw, okay, so if I am, I am. Yeah. We write a manifesto, I am, whatever the thing she thinks she yeah. is. Therefore, I should serve whoever, what kind of clients. Yeah. And then she then focus on attracting that kind of clients. And that's how she got a breakthrough. Great. Absolutely. And, and it, I think it's key. And I, I, when I put together the framework of the winning conversation, it was always start with who always start um, uh, from the place of identity because identity produces impact. And it's, it, it's, it's a natural order. Um, it, well, it's a supernatural order, but it's in creation. Yes. Um, that everything is unlocked from a place of identity. Um, but the, the shift in the approach from the outside in, which is, which is what driven, um, results driven, all came as a result of the Garden of Eden. Because Satan said, hey, look at this fruit that you don't have. Um, and, and essentially, he got them to start focusing on, on who they were was driven by what they didn't have. 
Mm-hmm. And so then, then that's how he shifted the conversation, which is why then now we have this battle of, do, is my internal conversation driven by my results or is it driven by my identity? And again, that's the, 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 the opportunity that we have as believers uh, because, of course, that's exactly what prayer is. Prayer realigns that conversation to the correct order. And when we get the correct order, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, all the other things will be added. It's alignment that produces results. Yeah. Well, Gary, this is such a fruitful and enriched conversation. I mean, I can check with you like forever. <laughs> but before we wrap up, though, uh, I want to ask you, can you give us uh, uh, some wisdom about then how we shift it back since yes. since we are in the the wrong order at the moment yeah. so uh, i'm speaking this on behalf of many of the listeners and yeah. uh, uh, viewers that how can we take some simple daily action yeah to sh- take that control back and then shift back yeah absolutely i think there's a very uh, let me give you a very practical thing it's so simple um just to almost sort out the conversation that we're having um, because if we're not sorting it out which it's just kind of happening inside of us and we're living in a place of frustration so one practical thing is to get um a book in front of you that you can a notepad or something like that where you've got clearly two pages in front of you and at the top of one write fear at the top of the other write faith and very often our internal conversation of fear is driven by I'm not, I can't, I haven't, and I won't. And let and write down those those four statements and then start to fill in what we naturally say that I'm not, that I can't, that I haven't, that I won't. And we, we won't have trouble filling up that page because I think no. most of us are self-destructive, self-focused, <laughs> self-serving. And so we'll be able to cl- clearly fill that page. But then what we've done is we've framed that side of the conversation. But what we now have on the right-hand side is the conversation that we should be having. And that should be led by I am, I will, I can, and I have. That's the winning conversation. And this is where, as believers, of course, we align our conversation to the Word of God. And the Word of God is, is the Word of God because we need His words to change our conversation. And so when we look at the left-hand side, we need to look at what Scripture says that is truth here. Because on the left-hand side is feeling. It's it's flesh. It's it's what we just feel, but it's not truth. And on the right-hand side, we need to say, well, this is what God's Word says I am. This is what God's Word says I will be able to do. I can have I you know and I am and we need to list those things and in the, and then once we've got it on, the, on 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 the paper we need to ask ourselves who am I going to trust and whose authority am I under am I under authority the opinion of myself and man obviously I'm talking about people mm-hmm. or am I under, under the authority of God because in that moment sometimes our self pity is actually egocentric. And it's not Christ-centric. And sometimes we pass it off as humility. But as C.S. Lewis says, humility is not thinking less of yourself. It's thinking of yourself less. Mm. And so it's so important that, uh, that we expose the lie. 
expose the lie and get your conversation out on paper. For me, that's a practical thing that you can do. And then once you've got on the right-hand side, your faith, you've got a faith list of scriptures, of the things that you are, that you have, that you can, and, and that you have, then you're able then just to keep meditating on those things because that other conversation will rear its head. Uh, you can be sure of that. And in that moment, that's where Paul says, I die every day. I need to die to that conversation, the losing conversation, and empower the winning conversation that will unlock the winning results of his kingdom manifesting itself on earth as it is in heaven through business, sport, education, healthcare, government, the faith arena, all the arenas that God right now is desperately trying to produce change as we're in this era of speeding up change towards that great climax um, of God's plan. Amen. Do you guys feel the fire? I mean, we have all the smoke, smokes coming out. <laughs> Get the extinguishers. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, Gareth, thank you, thank you so much. Thank and you, Kelly. Here, just to have a, a little commercial for our good friend Lee Jackson. And uh, Lee, we're going to charge you sponsor fee, by the way. Uh, <laughs> well, I will try to release this episode as soon as I can, uh, probably in this coming week or so. So then it's good for Lee Jackson, because both of us, uh, Gary and me, that we're going to be speaking at the Lee Jackson's uh, Agency Transformation Live yes. conference. And uh, now you have uh, some taste of uh, uh, Gary. So if you are in UK or somewhere nearby, or if not nearby, it's okay. Buy a ticket. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, uh, we both would love to see you there in person. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So thank you so much, Gary. Thank you, Kelly. And uh, let's keep the conversation going. Absolutely. Thank you. What a discussion, right? I hope that you have enjoyed the episode as much as Gary and I did. Because we really had a great fun to uh, bring this episode to you and have this discussion. Don't you just love what he say about often we try to force God's hand instead of just letting it go out of us. Also that we need to lead from the rest. For Gary's book and all other goodies mentioned in this show, please go to kellybother.com forward slash 072. Again, that's kellybala.com forward slash 072. Are you one of the Christian leaders that you would like to stand out, establish your own blue ocean, and create a profitable business you love and totally identity aligned? Well, if you are, I would like to invite you to access to one of my free masterclass, actually was a live presentation on stage at my mentor, Chris Docker's uh, annual signature event called Upreno Summit. The presentation is called The Power of One Framework. And why is this so important? If you like to create a whole lot more impact in the coming year and beyond, you feel like you might hit a plateau in your business or you have been touring around in the base camp, meaning in the bottom of the mountain that God asks you to conquer, then this presentation is for you. With all transparency, when you access to that presentation, 
you will be also added as my VIP list for the coming signature program called the Power of One Framework. It's a mentoring program, and we cannot be more excited about this because we haven't seen anything that this for Christian entrepreneurs just yet. And are you surprised? Actually, probably not. Why? Because God always likes to show off His wisdom. And what do I mean by that? Four months before that presentation, I was crying out to the Lord, say, Father, how can we help? How can we get rid of the imposter syndrome? How can we stop the comparison game and shining object syndrome? How can we get as many as your children to the past identity aligned that what you have called them to do, create a whole lot more profit so they have the margin to give more and serve more. So if you feel resonate with this message, then go to kellybottle.com forward slash learn. I will see you there. Hi there. If you have found this episode resonating with you, would you please consider to take a moment and drop a review on iTunes? It will serve a fresh dose of blessings to those of us who work so hard to produce the content week in and week out. Please go to kellybottle.com forward slash review. Again, that's kellyballer.com forward slash review. We really appreciate it. And you will also help more fellow Christian CEOs find this podcast. Thank you so much. Remember, you matter. See you in the next episode. Thanks for listening to the Christian CEO Podcast at www.kellybotter.com.